Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. Now, if you're a corporate executive, an entrepreneur, or someone looking to be pushed towards your next level of success, then our annual conference is for you. And it's here. We are so excited. November 6th and 7th, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Four years strong, we have had world-class speakers, strategic breakout sessions, and top-notch entertainment, and this year is no different, except you get to enjoy it from your home. The world is waiting for you to show up at your best, and there is no more time to waste. So grab your ticket at riseupforyou.com forward slash conference. That's riseupforyou.com forward slash conference, and we look forward to seeing you there. Now, today's guest is Addie Shakti. And Addie is the founder of SoulWork, a well-known in-person and online education platform for holistic health practitioners. Addie specializes in the philosophy of freedom, offering the yogic teachings and lifestyle design education. And we had a great conversation around what is going on internally is often what is showing up in your life externally. So we are so excited to go deeper in this conversation with you, especially at this time in the world. And she has trained hundreds of yoga teachers in the 200-hour, 300-hour prenatal and trauma-informed focused areas. And she has also led international programs across the globe, including Thailand, Cambodia, India, Guatemala, and Ecuador. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Well, welcome, Addie, to the Rise Up For You podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me, Leanne. I'm so thankful to be here with you all. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm excited for our conversation. So let's dive in. Share a little bit about yourself. Well, I am the founder of Soul Work, uh, which is an organization that we founded back in 2014 um, in Costa Rica. And so we've been working over the past few years. Just recently, we founded the Soul Work Jungle Ashram, which is a permaculture facility um, there on the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica. And so we've been hosting people from all over the world um, and teaching them how to become yoga teachers. So we have different focus areas, uh, the 200-hour, 300-hour level, prenatal teachers, trauma-informed teachers. And so basically we're offering the opportunity um, both for professional development, as well as a safe place for people to come and ask themselves the questions on their hearts, to have space and time and nature away from their lives, to be able to really immerse themselves um, in in their minds, right? So Mm. oftentimes we're in this place of being distracted by the external. And so we are gifted this opportunity when we come into an ashram type of environment, especially in a beautiful setting like Costa Rica, Uh, we're really able to focus on the fluctuations of the mind, the fluctuations of the heart, and to start to get more clarity around, you know, where it is ultimately that we want to head um, in our lives. Nice, beautiful, beautiful. Um, Are you doing that primarily for just yoga teachers or is that open to, you know, everybody and, and you have different times that you bring people in? 
Yeah, so we have different types of professionals that come to us. Um, the majority of the people that come through our trainings are those that are interested in being of service um, to others through this holistic wellness lens. Mm. Um, but we do have other people that come more for, through our um, retreat format that might be busy professionals that are just looking for an opportunity um, to get away and, and study and, and take the time to dive into these teachings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but, but mostly people that are immersed in this holistic wellness field. Nice, beautiful, beautiful. You said something about trauma-informed. You Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, we're finding ourselves now in this place where it's incredibly important um, that we become increasingly sensitive um, to the background and the heartache and the cultural differences of others, um, and especially when we're in this space of, of healing. So mm-hmm. if we're you know professionals that are working um, in a more traditional environment, you know even in you know psychiatrists or nurses, we have people that come to us that serve in more traditional institutions, um, and then also people that are holding um, space and teaching you know, as yoga teachers or massage therapists, um, just basically educating people on trauma, on the symptoms of trauma, and ultimately how to better support um, the people that they're in contact with um, through this trauma-informed lens. Um, You know, trauma up until very recently was just something that was thought about um, as happening to people, you know, that went to war, you know, called shell shock. Mm -hmm. Um, So just recently, we're really starting to open up and understand that everyone, to one extent or the other, um, has some trauma um, in their life and hearts. And so it's important, um, you know, for those of us that are interested in being of service to others, you know, through healing, um, that we have this um, you know, basic understanding of, of how the traumatic events impact um, our capacity to cope, um, our mental health, our emotional health, all of these different um, elements. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now more than ever, right? So much is, is coming up for people and, and you know, a, a new stress and trauma going on with what's happening in our, in our world right now as well. So it's bringing out, I think, a lot for people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because, you know, what we're seeing now really is a collective um, trauma, you know, Mm -hmm. this collective transition that we're going through on a global scale. And so it's fascinating, you know, not only in as we're of service to others, understanding trauma's effect on the nervous system and our mental health, health, emotional health, Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately it's it's really powerful to understand this in ourselves as well so that we can start to um, understand, you know, have a more intimate relationship with ourselves, our mindset, understanding our limiting beliefs, um, you know, barriers and burdens that we might have in our, in our personal lives, you know, all these things ultimately are also going to impact, you know, how it is that we're of service in our businesses and, and things like that. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it affects everything. It's, it's hard to compartmentalize, right? It's <laughs> all aspects of our lives get affected by, you know, trauma or stress or our reaction to whatever's coming at us because people react differently. So it expresses itself differently for sure. Um, are you doing that primarily through, um, yoga practices or are you bringing in lots of modalities into that? Yeah. So yoga is definitely the foundation of what it is that we offer. Um, but also, you know, understanding uh, meditation and most specifically with trauma, the thing that's going to be most helpful, um, are breathing techniques, Mm. um, that we can use, you know, through the yoga practice or just really even in our daily lives. So starting to understand and feel as our systems start to go into anxiety or depression, 
um, or, you know, what we call a trauma vortex where we see our mind, you know, start to spiral out of control. Um, so having these tools around the breath in particular are really, really powerful um, for starting to, to bring ourselves back. And then also, you know, having that foundation of wisdom to be able to support um, bringing others, you know, back into to baseline. Mm, so let's talk a little bit about that because I think that's super valuable. And I love the, the fact that, you know, 20 years ago, yoga wasn't as mainstream as it is now. So you talk about yoga and people don't just think woo-woo or think, yeah, you have to go to the top of the mountain or, you know, it's, it's, it's mainstream. Obviously what you're doing sounds a lot deeper and more in depth than just a typical, you know, what we see a typical maybe yoga class is, but um, share a little bit more about uh, some ways that we can actually make that shift or calm the nervous system down or, uh, you know, some of the things that you talked about, because I think now more than ever, um, you know, it's not about a tip or a trick, obviously it's really a a deeper understanding, but what would be a recommendation that you could, could share with our audience, maybe around um, some breathing techniques? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think that it's important to have a little bit of understanding you know, just the foundations of what we're talking about with, you know, what trauma is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we as evolutionary creatures, um, you know, our, our nervous systems are old, our bodies are old, and we find ourselves in this place now in the last, you know, 20 or 30 years where we're being exposed to stimulus and, and stressful stimulus constantly, Right. So Mm -hmm. it used to be that we would be in an environment where, say, our life was threatened by a wild animal or something like that. And we have this natural um, physiological response to that stressor. Right. So we run or we fight, we get away. And it's a natural process, a natural primal process for our systems to kind of let go of the charge that we just experienced. Where now we're in this phase where we're constantly being hit with stressors, you know, from our boss, our relationships, um, you know, we're constantly exposed to, to global news, right, which is a new sociological phenomenon. Yeah. So our systems are constantly being hit with these many traumas. And so it's now it's important that we have almost a, um, a perspective of, of maintenance in bringing our systems back to baseline on a daily basis, right? Yeah. So we can do that through all kinds of different ways. We can do that through exercise. We can do that um, through a meditation practice. Um, but it's extremely important that we understand and can have that kind of relationship with our body that we recognize when we are charged, when we are feeling anxiety, when we are feeling stress, um, and to be in a position where we're able to, to bring ourselves back down. So something as simple as pairing breath with counting um, can be an incredibly powerful way to start to um, slow the body down and then therefore um, the mind, right? Um, So, you know, inhaling five, four, three, two, one, exhaling five, four, three, two, one. Mm -hmm. Um, This is going to be a really, really powerful way to just start to to slow the system down. Mm. Sometimes I know we, we take for granted the what seems simple, right? Sometimes we want to make it so complicated and we have to do this huge practice and, you know, and, and sometimes it is just that simple, you know, breath count, breathing deeper. Most of us breathe really shallow naturally, right? Which flares the neck muscles and all that goes on. And it's like, how do we get in that practice of breathing deeper? And like, and I love what you said too about, you know, how do we, um, 
I mean, we are going to have things coming at us, right? And all we can do is really control our reaction to it. But, you know, it's how long, how long that we live there is really the question, right? And how fast can we, sh you know, kind of shimmy out of it and be like, okay, I feel this. My body's responding, I'm, I'm, you know, recognizing that sooner and then being able to have that practice, have an easy go-to that can just, okay, I can calm it down. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what really resilience, right? Emotional, mm -hmm. psychological resilience and prioritizing that, recognizing that as a skill. Um, and, you know, so much of the yoga practice as well, you know, it's like if I sit in the morning and I get my foot behind my head, right? There's not much else throughout my day that's going to be more challenging than that, right? <laughs> right. So it's almost like practicing putting ourselves in uncomfortable positions and coping with that through breath. Um, so then as other kinds of things start to happen in our lives, you know, we already have this practice of cultivating um, peace and resilience, even when things are, you know, very, very challenging. Mm, yeah, yeah, I love that word cultivating too. And, and oftentimes it's, especially with any type of exercise, right? Sometimes we think we need to, um, you know, go out and kill it and hardcore and, you know, hit training or whatever, you know. Uh, uh, oh, there's the pop. <laughs> that's okay. He can, he can join our, uh, our podcast. That's okay. <laughs> but, you know, we, we think it has to be so hard. We're oftentimes, and, and one of my mentors, Paul Check, talks about this idea of instead of working out to work in, you know, to work yeah, in and to cultivate energy through things that you can do on a full stomach, like, you know, Qigong and yoga and Tai Chi and just walking and those type of things. So share a little bit about that, like how we can, because I think if we're already stressed out and then we know like exercise is a stressor, typically we want it to be a good stressor on the body to make change. But when is there times that we need to actually cultivate the energy and do more of that working in type of activity? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a big part of the Eastern philosophy is this concept that opposites balance, right? Mm -hmm. So when we are feeling aggravated, upset, it seems like our tendency is to go for a run or to go, you know, to a hot yoga class mm -hmm. or to add some intensity extremes to this extreme feeling, you know, that we have inside. But actually, when we're looking at the perspective of, you know, Eastern medicine, it can be more helpful um, in those moments to come into something that is much more relaxing, right? That's the opposite. So, mm. you know, a walk in nature or, you know, we also have restorative yoga practices, which are these really, really comfortable positions that we put our bodies in for five to seven minutes, um, you know, breathing, meditating, going for a, a swim, especially the, the element of water when we're feeling agitated, um, when we're looking at it from an Ayurvedic perspective, which is the sister science of yoga, um, that, you know, is going to be um, how we're able to start to cool the system down if we're feeling, you know, hot and aggravated. Mm, nice, nice. Yeah, that's, uh, um, I love that. Something about being in water is, is so many just amazing kind of healing elements to that. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit more about resilience because I find that, you know, we're in a world and a culture now that how do we, how do we stay comfortable? How do we make things easier, right? No other time in history have things been at our fingertips, you know, information's at our fingertips. Uh, uh, you know, food can get delivered to our house. I mean, you know, it's like, all the time is like things so comfortable, right? But, but what do you think of maybe the, um, 
sometimes a downfall to that, right? Not not being more resilient and being able to handle the tougher things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we see that theme, you know, coming up now with, um, especially when we're talking about anti-racism and getting into, you know, some of these topics that we're, we're faced with right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this concept of fragility, you know, and how um, important it is to cultivate resiliency. You know, we've been in this... Um, era sociologically uh, where we've been prioritizing quality of life and all these different kinds of things then when these challenging things do present themselves you know we don't really necessarily have the the coping mechanisms um, to be able to to handle them Mm. and so I think that you know one of the things that that we can do is to actually take the space um, to be present with what it is that's happening internally so what's happening with the fluctuations in our mind and in our emotional system, because not only are we in this era of convenience, but we're also in this era of coping mechanisms, right? Where we feel something uncomfortable and then we go to scroll on our phones or, you know, alcoholism is a huge issue um, or, you know, all of the, or turning on the TV, going into Netflix. And so right. instead of actually even allowing ourselves to be with the uncomfortable, um, it seems that we're just kind of always um, leaning on our coping mechanisms. And so I think that a, a really powerful way for cultivating resiliency is just to actually take time and space to be present, you know, with the reality of um, of the things that are happening, you know, in our lives. And so, you know, taking time in silence, you know, cultivating a meditation practice, you know, these um, experiences of slowing down, of being in nature, right? These are all examples of things that are going to give us the time and space to actually start to process um, psychologically, emotionally, you know, the truth of these kind of uncomfortable, uncertain times that we find ourselves in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, being present is huge, and it's a huge gift to give someone else because not too often do you feel someone's really present with you, right? But I caught myself the other day, you know, it's like, TV's on in the background. I'm looking at some YouTube thing on my phone. I've got music over here. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, I had to take a pause because it's just habit to like put all these things on in the background and like, oh, you know, and, and I just shut everything off and sat there for a minute and exactly did that. I'm like, okay, just take a breath and you don't need all of this external noise going on around you. And But it is sometimes a coping mechanism for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it's courageous, you know, to, to really get curious about, you know, the, the, the depth and the truth of our inner life, you know, because we talk about, um, and I think a lot of the focus a lot of times is on organizing our external life in such a way, thinking that that's going to you know, change our emotional or our psychological state. You know, if I just have this different home or this different partner, or this different job or lived in this different city, you know, kind of this obsession with, um, changing the outside. And so I think it, it takes a really courageous person to actually get curious about what is happening, you know, for them internally. Um, and yeah, and I really believe that that is where, you know, the depth of the human experience comes, the, the resiliency is cultivated, you know, the compassion, the empathy, the capacity to be present for others um, really comes from getting curious about, you know, what's happening internally. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you, at your retreats, you have you know, top executives, entrepreneurs, you have, you know, a lot of people at the top of their game, but yet what do you see with them that is maybe holding them back? Because what was coming up for me when you were talking was this idea of like the kind of fear of going inward, the fear of being quiet, the fear of not having a bunch of chaos around you all the time because it's so familiar, right? 
What do you find with, with, with those type of folks that you work with is, is, is showing up? Yeah. So I think that, um, a lot of people are afraid of their, of their potential. Hmm. And then also, I think that we're coming now from a society, um, and a, a story, a social conditioning of, of the definition of success being, you know, um, financial or, um, know really looking at success from the external perspective mm-hmm. and, and almost this obsession with that and I you know know for myself and having success in my business or talking to other people that have kind of achieved this it's there's an interesting quote um that that I I like to revisit sometimes but it's the the rich man is much better off than the poor man or no the poor man is much better off than the rich man because the poor man thinks that wealth will bring him happiness so he has hope right mm. but the rich man knows better right <laughs> which i think is um is interesting and yeah. so what i see a lot of times especially when people actually take the space and time to be with themselves to be in nature it is this redirection of what is actually important you know so being in a position you know especially people that kind of have everything you know you're started and you know you have a successful business you have a life you have like everything and so people are curious about okay what's next for me you know I've I've reached this potential in the physical way you know of course you can always make more money but it's like what is next and a lot of people like to get curious about their potential spiritually you know I think you can only go so far in this physical world before you know you start to kind of redefine success not by you know your your numbers but, you know, also by the amount of beauty that you have in your life, the amount of love that you have in your life, you know, how the being generous, supporting others, like these kinds of metrics ultimately become more important. And so, you know, I see a lot of people that come, you know, with success that are miserable, unclear, feel like they've done everything right. They've checked all the boxes mm. and they're still lacking this, you know, fulfillment. And so giving people the opportunity to kind of check in with that, um, I think is, is really, really you know, valuable, um, for people, especially that are wanting to be top performers, not only, you know, in their, in their business life, but also, you know, looking for more emotional depth, looking for more skill and intimacy building, looking for more meaning in their relationship. Yeah. You know, all of these kinds of things. And it is, it's such a luxury to actually be able to take the space and the time to focus on things like that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know it's, uh, it's kind of this journey of accumulation, right. And then you realize at the end, it's like, none of this is really what's making me happy, right? But sometimes we have to go on that journey to realize that I have all this stuff, but what does it all mean, you know, and be able to, to make that shift of, okay, what, you know, what's that next um, growth opportunity, right? And it's right. typically is very different than that, that you know, uh, achievement and success and accumulation and having everything you think you want, right? And, and then you realize, oh, huh, maybe this isn't it, right? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally, absolutely. totally. That's great. Well, that's great. Well, let's let's jump into our power questions now. We always love to ask our guests. So um, what is one book that has had a massive impact on you? Okay, I lost you there just for a second. Can you, can you repeat that just one more time? Sure, sure. What is one book that has had a massive impact on you? Yeah, so Conscious Loving by Gay and Katie Hendricks um, is an incredible book um, Mm -hmm. and really added so much depth to my interpersonal relationships and really seeing um, relationships as a 
as a tool for interpersonal growth and healing trauma, you know, what we were talking about earlier. But yeah, that book is, is a Bible for me. I absolutely love that book. Nice, beautiful. Uh, that's a great one. How about a quote that you live by? Yeah, let nothing steal your peace um, is, a, is a powerful one for me. You know, it's this radical self-responsibility um, for our inner state, you know, and how I feel is, is up to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let nothing steal your peace. Ooh, love that one. How about if you could leave the world with one final message, like your golden nugget, what would it be? Um, I think it would be to seek depth. Um, you know, depth being, um, you know, the source of, of beauty and meaning. And so, you know, to, to continue to, to uncover, to go deeper. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Well, how can we find and support you? Yep. So you can visit us at soulwork.com. Um, we have a lot of different opportunities there. Uh, most of our trainings now have been taken online. Uh, we have an upcoming trauma-informed training that we're actually starting November the 4th. Um, and then for 2021, you know, we'll have lots of different online opportunities as well. So you can just find there at soulwork.com. We have a podcast there as well. We have a documentary film that we just produced and released last year. Um, so there's a lot there for you at soulwork.com. Wow. Awesome. Good for you. That's great. Okay. So as you know, we are Rise Up For You. So when you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? I think just, you know, being in radical authenticity, you know, having, living courageously, um, being willing to listen to the truth of your heart, of your mind, um, and being willing to make decisions that are, you know, in alignment with your truth, you know, to rise up for yourself. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Addie. It had a, a wonderful conversation. I love the work that you're doing in the world, and I know it really served our audience. And just thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.